0: Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this magnificent episode in which we welcome owner and operator Matt L. Anderson and actor Charles Dawson of the film production company Key 13 Film Partners. They will discuss how Key 13 Film Partners Boasts over 30 years of experience in film and stage directing, script writing, photography, film analysis, and critique. Key 13 Film Partners believes uh, making a good film comes down to characters, the message, and visuals. Now, if you want to get in contact with them, you can go out there to Key 13 Films. uh, I'm sorry, Key13film.com. And you can actually email them uh, if you're looking for a uh, part in a movie or a part in uh, one of their projects. You can email them at uh, casting at key13film.com. Uh, you can also search uh, Key13 out there at Facebook. And Matt also has some fantastic photographs uh, out there on Instagram. He's got a page out there where he does uh, wonderful photography. And uh, if you go out there, that's uh, photo 41 out there at Instagram. And also uh, you can find them at K13Film as well on Instagram. So I see that uh, Mr. Anderson and uh, Mr. Dawson are on the line. I'm going to go ahead and bring them on the air. Uh, Matt and Charles, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, thanks for having us. Yes, thank you so uh, much. much. Uh we're very excited.
0: Awesome. Yes, yes. Now Matt, I'm gonna start with you. So you gotta talk about the name uh Key Thirteen Film Partners and also the mission.
1: Okay. All right, well uh Key Thirteen Film Partners uh was started by myself, Charles Dawson, and Craig Rosenthal who is working on one of our projects right now, so he wasn't able to join us tonight. Uh, We together on a movie, and that's how we all started kind of connecting. I knew Charles from working on the movie. I was the cinematographer. Charles was the lead uh, actor in that. And then Craig had been brought on to assist us with uh, filming on a couple of days because I wasn't available. And the three of us started talking, and we realized that we had a general almost frustration at the types of projects that were coming out of this area. Not that they were bad or that we had anything against them. It's just that we felt that there were ideas and topics and and stories that were just not being told. And we felt that we could... Tell those stories in a way that would be entertaining, um, would make you think, maybe even cause some people to be a little uncomfortable. Um, and so, when as we discussed this, and we kind of pulled together our ideas and what we've done, um, and the experience we had, you know, I started as in photography, but I moved on to video production and filming. I worked on a show called Behind the Set. Uh, which really was a big help uh, in getting me kind of established. Uh, Craig well, went to film school. He's also been working on uh, various projects. He's made movies and all, all sorts of different things. And Charles, his experience covers acting and model work and directing and theater and set design. And I mean, he, he's He's done just about everything you could possibly think of. And so with our three different but similar backgrounds, we were able to combine those together, and thus we created Key 13 Film Partners. Uh, key 13 is, is essentially we kind of came up with some key things that we felt that should be in a movie. Um, the 13 came from a movie that we really loved, uh, that all three of us love, and uh, plus it's it's kind of a neat number. It's an easily-remembered number. You know, yeah, some people have the negative, you know, Friday the 13th and all that stuff, but really 13 is actually a good number, and film partners is because we don't view this as we boss you employees kind of thing. We are partners. The three of us are partners, the three of us own the company together, but we want to work with people. We want them to join us and help us make our projects, because without the right people involved, you're not going to have a successful project. It might be might be good, it might be okay, but it's not going to be successful. And so that's why we called it partners instead of company or anything else, is because We're a part, it's all, it's a partnership. We're all working together to make hopefully something new, different, and unique.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Charles, you got to expand on that. So, now, uh, Matt was talking about just different stories you wanted to tell. Expand on that a little bit. Well, what we've found
2: in the three of us, uh, in our experiences, especially locally. Uh, in the region, uh, was that there really wasn't what we felt was enough diversity, um, really across the board. But but as uh, Matt said earlier, there were there were there are a lot of stories out there that haven't been told yet, or maybe have been told, but they haven't been told from a part- from a particular point of view, and. That's what we. That's what the three of us. One of the things I should say that really drew us together is that we were looking to do something that we didn't see a lot of in this area. Um, There was a void there, and so what we're hoping is that with the types of projects we are looking for, uh, the types of people we can draw to us. Uh, that we will fill fill that void. Uh, we we are our focus isn't isn't narrow. Let's just put it that way.
0: <laughs> hmm. Okay, okay, that's fair enough. So now Matt, uh, now uh, Chris, Charles just talked about uh, talent and having the right people. I think both of you alluded to that. So what what is what's your uh, criteria? for your on-camera
1: talent? What do you look for? Well, the criteria actually kind of works on both sides of the camera. But when we are looking to hire actors, um, the first thing that I see a lot of, and uh, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, is people don't read the casting call, or if they read it, they don't read it with a discerning eye. And what I mean by that is a casting call should have all the information, who, what, when, where, why, how much, uh, how long, uh, what the characters are, all of that information. Too many times I see a casting call looking for three men and two women to appear in a film, message me at a Gmail account. you have the Gmail account, that's automatically a bad thing. I'm saying is that it's got no details. They could be asking you to do anything. and it just amazes me that people will apply for these jobs without having really any idea what they're applying for. And uh, the other thing is is that when it's a long casting call, and I understand some of them can be long. Um, ours can be very long. But every single piece of information that you need is going to be located in that casting call. And nothing drives me nuts. Than somebody asking me for information that was already covered in the casting call. Now, if it wasn't in the casting call, okay, that's fine. I want those kind of questions. I want all questions. But if it's answered in there and you're asking me stuff that I already answered or put in that casting call, that lets me know that you're attention to detail or you're not really reading what you're doing. And then also, for those people who volunteer or who say, yes, I want to be in it, and then they really they suddenly realize what the commitment's going to be, and then they bail at the last minute, that's also another thing. That's a surefire way to get you on a, on a, on a no-way list. And uh, you don't want to be on that list because we do talk around. You know, we talk – we work with other film companies in this area, and somebody says, hey, tell me about this person. How good are they? And we're like, well – they don 't read casting calls they don 't respond uh, to messages they ask questions that have already been answered, and then they bailed when they found out that it was going to be more than what they needed you know and they 're going to be like okay i 'm not going to work with that guy because they 're unreliable. Uh, we want people that are reliable, and i do I know it sounds kind of a being a bit of a jerk, but the thing is though is that there are so many talented actors in this area that never get a shot um, and some of them don't get a shot because they don't read or they don't use a discerning eye and wind up working in some really bad projects that pretty much you, you know there are some people in this area where if you say you were at work for one of them they're automatically going to put you in the rear view window because they pretty much know that you have absolutely no discerning eye whatsoever. But once you, you know, once we put out a casting call, once somebody reads it to, and, and actually submits the resume or CV um, and then, you know, or follows whatever instructions are in there, then that's when the real fun begins, and that's the best part, because then um, the three of us start looking at, the submissions. We look at these people, we see what they can do. We see how well they can absorb the material. Uh, we don't expect everybody to be off book when they audition, but the, like for a movie, we just our short film. We were working on, um, that we just casted the lead on. And I can't talk about that yet. Cause we we're still looking for the other lead in this, but, uh, uh, the actor just knocked it out of the park, just knew the lines, animated it, and really did it. And this was through a video interview, and we hate doing video auditions, but sometimes, especially in this rather crazy time, um, it is sometimes the only way they can do it, but some things you have to actually have the person there. But they knocked it out of the park. They knew the stuff. They knew the character. They asked questions about the character. That's what we want to see. We want to see somebody who comes in, they are hungry for the role. they are ready to do that role. And then we look at it, and all three of us look at it and then we make that decision based upon are they the best person for the role? Do they match what we are looking for? And if they do, uh, we will go ahead and either you know offer that to them fairly quickly, or we'll have them call do a, we'll do a call back with them. Um, or we'll even do a chemistry test with them until we know for certain. Um, Like our comic book project uh, covering the comic book Elemental, Uh, there were several people, when we heard their voice, we knew that was the voice. And, um, you know, we knew that they were going to be able to handle it, and then they followed directions. So some of them, when we gave them notes and said, okay, can you do this, do this, do this, and they did that, we knew that they took direction. Well, they listened, they tried to understand the characters. They, if they didn't, they asked the questions. And so when we hire an actor, we want to make sure that that person really is ready to commit to the whole thing. And once you commit, you commit the worst sin, in my opinion, and Charles can talk about his criteria because um, he, he also has his own criteria, as does, does Craig, is that if you commit to a project, doesn't matter if it is paid or unpaid, if it's volunteer, if it's whatever. You commit, you're there. You show up on your days. You know your lines. You um, accept direction, and you give it your best level of performance, and you maintain that level of professionalism. Um, You know, like one thing that we've seen on other sets that we do not allow, you're not allowed to come to set drunk, stoned, hungover. Uh, You know, if you take medication that can affect your judgment, you need to let us know right away. And so that you get there and, you know, we don't want somebody completely under the weather and they're not going to give us a good performance. You know, we would rather you call in and say, "Hey, I'm sick," and if you're, you got to be legitimately sick. We'll, we'll do that. We'll make the adjustments. Um, but other than being violently ill for because you got COVID or the flu or something really bad, we expect that commitment and we expect everybody there and we expect professionalism. So for me, pretty much for all three of us. That's our big. Those are our criteria: is read the casting call, use a discerning eye, commit to the project, be professional, and be ready to give it your all, because we will make that decision based upon all those factors. Um, Charles, um, if you'd like to add on to that, because I'm, you know, with your 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 acting and directing, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, well. And I'll deviate just a little bit here and say that, that um, aside from agreeing with everything Matt said, um, the audition process is, is, is so important. And as an actor, I, I started out as an actor and um, did many auditions, uh, countless number of auditions. Um, I really grew to enjoy the process of auditioning. Uh, and so when we conduct an audition, uh, I would like to make sure that, that people are as comfortable as possible, um, that they feel like they can freely express themselves. Um, sometimes you, you get into an audition situation where people are, well, they have a case of a nerve, something of that nature, um, or they come just totally unprepared. If there was something that needed to be prepared for the audition, they come and they're, and they're not prepared. Sometimes we'll have an audition where we don't want a prepared piece. We just want them to read from a side uh, and just go through yeah. the script. Uh, other times we may ask for an audition piece um, and we may specify the type of piece um, so, that, um, so that we know that they can, you know, A, that they can come, Prepared with something and have it be something they're comfortable with that they've worked with. Um, the entire process is is can be kind of unnerving, but it can also be a lot of fun. And really, the fun part uh, speaks to something that I've seen a lack of in the area sometimes with auditions, and that is you know having a director or someone who actually directs the actors. Um, a lot of times. I've been in productions uh, here and other the country where uh, the director, it's obvious the director doesn't feel comfortable working with the actor. Uh, and mm. sometimes the actor doesn't feel comfortable working <laughs> with, with, with the director. So the audition process is an opportunity to kind of seal the actor out and for the uh, vice versa, really for the actor to get a good idea of what the director's looking for. And if you can get that sweet spot where you feel as though uh you're you're really collaborating to get on something and working together on something, uh it it really does change the whole dynamic of uh of this of what happens on set. So that audition process uh is to me uh is important just for more than one reason. Uh and so we like to have auditions where people feel comfortable and are actually enjoying the process and feel like they're, they're, they're contributing to the process of the audition and they're not just there for a cattle call.
0: Right, right. So now, Charles, um, you know, Matt talked about having a, a discerning eye. If you're an actor and you're looking for quality projects, how do you develop that discerning eye? um as an actor
2: boy sometimes it's sometimes it, it's it's hit or miss uh, uh if you're i guess what you're asking me is if if i'm out looking for uh for a project something i want to work on uh-huh. uh what what do i look for in yeah uh, in the production process or in the in the audition process um right well, uh I would say, first of all, uh, if the person I'm audition- person or persons I'm auditioning for, instantly make me feel more comfortable in the process, that's a big plus. Um, I I don't like to feel like I'm I'm standing in front of a parole board, you know.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> yeah. a bad
2: analogy, but I don't know. But wow, but
0: that, you want, want to, to feel like is, the people yeah. watching. Yeah, but people room. watching
2: you, you there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you really should get that feeling from, from the people you're auditioning for. They want you, you, they want you to succeed, and, and that, that really changes the dynamic for the good. And so uh, if I walk into an audition and I'm immediately put at ease by the people I'm auditioning for,
1: mm-hmm. uh, that
2: to me speaks volumes. And I, I will leave that audition thinking, "Gosh, I really, I really would love to work for those people." So, that, if I had to pick one thing, it's that—that—that that, that would be it. That those first few moments and, and how the people who are who uh, are running the audition make the actors feel uh, is very, very important. And I hope that that we give that to the actors who audition for us as well.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So now, uh Matt, you got to talk about some of the hot projects you have going on now.
1: Sure thing. um I would like to add on to the discerning eye piece uh kind of explain it a little uh-huh. bit better. Uh, this is something that I see a lot in the photography world, and I'm starting to see it a lot more in in the filmmaking world. Uh, what I mean by discerning eye is. One, look at the casting call. If it's just bare bones, basic information, that's right there should be red flag. If they can't even make a coherent sentence or spell things correctly, that should be yeah. a big sign. Um, once uh-huh. you get past that point, uh, uh-huh. you've got to see what they've done and what they are working on. Un- unfortunately, for lack of a better term, there are a lot of con con men out there that these are people that have a lot of gumption and a lot of uh, drive but have absolutely no idea on what they're doing or how to run a project or how to make a film Uh, and the worst con artists are the ones that actually believe their own con that they actually are so good that they don't need um, you know that they they pretty much got it when they really don't so you've got to look at You know, as an actor, you got to look at what the casting call says, what the information is in there. See if you can find other projects. Now, like for us, we're we're new. We all have only released uh, two short films, and we have our television series, Terribly Awful, which I'll get into uh, answering the the, the question that you asked about our hot projects. Mm -hmm. Um, So it may be a little bit more difficult for people to take a chance on us, but... People who have auditioned for some of the projects, like on one of our projects, liar, um, the script is intense. It is deep. It is got. It's, it's very monologue heavy, not a lot of action, but a lot of compelling dialogue. Um, that is another piece of that discerning eye. You've got to look at what the sides are, what the content are. Um, if you're reading it mm-hmm. and the, the the sides are basically, hi, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. If it's just basic pedestrian stuff, uh, you know, maybe you might want to consider doing it unless it's someone you've worked with before or you know that right. their work is really fantastic. So that's what I'm kind of a little bit more of an in-depth of what I mean by discerning. I just really look at it, study it. If you, if the thing I always tell people, the uh, models that I work with in the photography world, if you want your name associated with that photographer, work with them. If you can't do that, doesn't matter if it's a paycheck or not, you really should. But that's my advice whether they take it or not is immaterial. So, as far yeah. as hot projects go, all right, so uh, we have pretty much all our projects up on the website, but right now, um, we have we uh, we posted uh, or our first short film hoodie is out. It's already won an award. We're hoping to win more as we get through festival season. But of course, it came out right at the beginning of COVID, so who knows? Uh, our next short film is Liar, and a liar is, as I said, it's a m- very heavy family drama. Uh, it's not a horror film. It's not a romantic comedy, which, uh, again, not saying those movies are bad, uh, but they are plentiful in this area uh, in all up and down this coast. Um, but it's a family drama, dialogue-heavy. Um, it's unsettling. Um, you're, you're, it's going to be very divisive in some ways because some people are going to watch it and go, wow, that's me. I've been there. And some people are going to watch it and go, oh, my gosh, that's the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. And that's what we want. And that's, like we said, that's, there's no gimmicks in it, as we like to say. We don't make right. films with gimmicks in it. Um, so our uh, uh, series, uh, Terribly Awful, is gearing up for season
2: three. Uh,
1: we have a whole slew of co-hosts. Uh, for this season. Charles, of course, is going to be in uh, four of the episodes and our Halloween special. And Uh um, we have director Mark Burns. We have writer Colleen Ted. We have Matt Burns, who is producer, actor, uh, writer, um, along with his writing partner, Moni Parra. We have Tom Toohey, Mm -hmm. who is one of our actors in Hoodie. So really a whole bunch of great people. And what the show is is that we look at really bad movies. And don't get me wrong, we love bad movies. All three of us at Key 13 love our bad movies, but some movies just you got to talk about it because they, <laughs> some people say they've seen the worst movie in the world. No, they haven't. Not really yeah. watched Terribly Awful. Um, and then the last well, big project that I wanted. to – Talk about right now is uh, uh, Development hell, and that's going to Be our first major feature We were going to start Filming this year Unfortunately because of COVID Everything got pushed back to next Year Um, but we're Still working hard on getting Doing as much pre-production on it as we Can Um, we have another Film called denigration Which is in some of the Same ways as liar very intense, very dramatic. Um, this one's going to go way beyond the short film that is Liar. Um, it's mm-hmm. going to really be divisive. So, uh, again, we well. are doing a lot of different projects that deal with the human condition and look at humanity and look at really heavy topics. Hoodie looked at racism. Um, Liar looks at the family dysfunctional family dynamics denigration looks at uh abuse and both mental and physical uh development hell is actually the lightest of our projects. it's going to be uh, a lot of fun it's going to have it's probably going to be huge we're going to be i mean the casting alone is going to be massive but it's going to be fun it's going to be sort of like the film industry's version of this is spinal tap. So it's going to be have a lot of that insider <laughs> stuff that people who are in the entertainment industry will identify and laugh and then people who are outside will go, "Man, I can't believe that stuff happens." Mm.
0: Yeah, Matt, you know, you know uh, I know you have an extensive anime collection. Any chance we might see <laughs> an anime movie out of a uh your company?
1: Yes. There is a very big chance. We're just, uh, you know, we've got some other projects we want to get done first, but uh, oh, yeah, animation is definitely high on the list. Uh, We just got to come up with the right story and find the right animators.
0: Exactly, exactly. So now, Charles, uh, you've been in the industry for so long. So talk about uh, your words of advice for, let's say, an actor that's that's been out there for a while. Uh, Okay, I'll give you a good example. Uh, Right now we're going through some adversity with this crisis. So what what were some ways that, uh, you know, actors can stay sharp and stay in the game? Well, it's interesting because
2: um, that old phrase Necessity is the mother of invention, it is so true yeah. here because and, and we've seen this not only amongst ourselves. I'll talk about that in a second, but from from others as uh-huh. well. Uh, people, especially actors uh, and, uh-huh. and other filmmakers, are finding ways to to still be creative during this time. I know we put out, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, Matt Matt put out a, a very short. Um I, I I guess I don't know, for one of a better term, call it a, a like a, a homegrown um short film. And we've been uh asking people, hey, if you have something, if you have an idea, film it on your iPhone. It could be a minute long, it could be five minutes long. But uh use this time to be creative. Um you may have had a story that you wanted to tell and it's like now's the time to sit down and do it. Um, you have an idea for a short film, um with a hand you know, with your handheld phone, do it. Um take the time to, to, to be creative. Um we're stuck in our homes. Uh unfortunately, you know, there's just not a lot of uh of work. Live theater is you know, taking a nosedive obviously, and um for film actors it's it's pretty much the same thing. So take that advantage of, of being in this position and do something you probably normally wouldn't even have the time to do. Uh that would be my recommendation for for keeping yourself sharp during this time.
0: Yeah, Matt, do you have any thoughts to add to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, completely, is what Charles said. Um, and one thing that we are doing at Key 13 to kind of help the actors is we're doing the uh, thing called uh, the Elementals Comic Project. And what we're doing is we're taking in an old school comic book from the 80s, and we're actually going to have people voice it. Uh, we're getting them, but we got a huge stable of great actors. Uh, including one that's very uh, that you all three of us know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so that's something that we're trying to do. It's the nice thing about it is that people, a lot of people who are in this have not done voice acting before, so this is an opportunity to stretch those muscles and you know be creative, as Charles uh, said. And it also gives us a chance to try something we haven't done because, you know, we like to do animation. Well, this is just one step closer to that. And, um, you know, we're going to make sure that this is not – we're not just going to put the page up there and just have people read it. It's actually going to have, you know, there's going to be motion and I don't know if there's going to be animation. Craig, that's what he's working on. He's got some really great ideas. Uh, we're working on getting them, you know, start working on the concept uh, art and start building up the videos and stuff like that. And then we'll start mirroring the voice acting. So that's something that we're going to do to, to kind of keep, um, keep actors going during this troubling time. And, and that's something that sh- every actor should do. Look for projects. You know, even if you don't necessarily are not a writer Find a monologue or find a story and do it something different. I mean, the works of William Shakespeare. Uh, my, one of my favorite things I've ever seen is somebody did Antigone and completely gender-swapped all the roles, you know. Um, oh, wow. Just, yeah, so, you know, just – just well, Antigone wasn't uh, William Shakespeare, but I'm just saying, you know, there's plenty <laughs> of things that's out there that you can do. And try uh, during this time. and you know I understand it's tough and you know and a lot of actors, you know this is how they make a living and you know no, they're not able to volunteer for a project, pay them. I get that and you know I, I feel awful for them and I wish we could pay them. Um, but like everyone else, you know, this whole thing has just poured a lot of our our uh, plans for the future so, uh, just do what you can, try to be creative, try something different, you know, read a book uh, online like some of the celebrities are doing, um, you know, make your own short film, read, you know, do, do a line, do a monologue from Shakespeare, just something to keep yourself occupied so that when this ends, and it's going to end, it will end at some point, and everybody's going to be back to, well, a fairly reasonable semblance of normal you'll have that experience and you can use that for your next audition especially if you're auditioning for key 13 film partners
0: exactly exactly okay gentlemen we are about at the end here um so i want to give charles another uh go at it here and then matt will have you wrap up so um Charles, any other words of uh, advice, uh, encouragement, uh, anything at all you want to put out there for uh, the performers out there? Well,
2: in in general, I would say uh, to, as I just said earlier, um, don't let this situation um, uh, cause you to become stale or um, but what's the other word for it? Um, you don't want to lose your edge. So, so take advantage of the situation. Be creative. Uh, keep the creative juices flowing. Learn new monologues. Look for projects. There are still people telling, uh, you know, advertising, hey, we're we're going to be doing this um, uh, film. Uh, you know, keep an eye out for this. Once things, um, the the quarantines lift and we can get back to work again. Uh, we're going to go full bore and and continue um, as we were before this happened. So so just keep yourself sharp and uh, look for projects like the ones that we're doing with Elementals. Um, j- just don't don't lose heart. Uh, you got to keep positive about this. I know something sounds so bad right now. You're wondering, you keep hearing, oh, we're going to be locked down till June. We're going to be locked down to July. July." I mean, what does that mean for all these projects? Um, Things are going to open up again. Uh, It's taking longer, but don't let it get you down. Keep your spirits up. Uh, You know, hone your craft.
0: There you go. There you go. So, Matt, if I want to do business with uh, Key13 Film Partners, uh, what do
1: I do? Okay. Well, there's several ways that you can get in contact with us. Uh, as you said, we can visit our website, key13film.com, and uh, we have a contacts page that you can contact us and uh, uh, let us know you know, that you are interested uh, if you are looking to work for us on either side of the camera, we have an email casting at key 13 film.com. Send us a copy of your CV uh, or resume uh, along with the, and make sure that there's links in there to your work or your internet movie data page, or just some other ways that we can figure out what you do. And uh, if we like what we see, then we will reach out to you and, Um, just keep a lookout for our casting calls. We post them on Facebook all the time. We'll be setting up a section on uh, the website once things kind of get back to normal where people can actually come and look for it. Um, And you can reach out to us on Facebook, through Instagram. Um, All the links to everything is at uh, www.key13film.com. You can pretty much, if you don't, Get a hold of us, you're just not looking hard enough. <laughs> there you go.
0: Well, uh, Matt and Charles, I really enjoyed this conversation. We'll definitely have you on again. I uh, wish you uh, great luck and much success in all your future projects.
1: Well, well thank you hey. so much, uh, William, and we really appreciate being on, and we would love to come back, or if I would. I, I can't speak for Charles. <laughs>
2: oh, he just spoke for me because I would love it as well. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much, and uh, we'll look forward to doing this again soon. we
0: absolutely, absolutely. Okay, y'all have a great night. All right, you, you too. All right. Okay. All right. Okay, folks. Remember to. Stay safe out there And remember to do something For your career every single day And as always Break a leg
2: Under
1: the dark You find me Hold my breath Take me down I won't fight beat of my heart you drum inside me Somewhere my
2: death Makes a sound no one can find out